Wow, 80, 80, 80, 80. episodes. Look at us, uh, 80 episodes, who this? Who, who brand this? New, new first episode new of year, the year, because we took some time off, because we were busy. Busy, baby. Busy, and we took a holiday. We took a holla, 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 holiday. And guess what? We got a new president. Okay, vice president is black, and she's a lady, and she's Indian. We love to see it. You love to see it. Oh, four long years. Dark years. Yep. Dark years. It felt like eons. It felt like it never stopped. Important years. Important years. Woke a lot of people up. Woke uh, and up. hopefully, yep, hopefully they stay that way. Hopefully we don't forget. Never forget. Oh, God. There was literally an interaction two to three weeks ago. Oh, my God. Uh, and it's a lot, but you didn't come here for that, you dear, come dear for that. list. You didn't come here for that. We, you came here for the insurrection to our, uh, to our of hearts, ideas, of the insurrection of yes. of movie news and politics yes. and love and all that and other love stuff. and barbecue, baby, barbecue. insurrect infatuation and uh-huh. barbecue, chilies. Baby back ribs, chilies. Baby back ribs. Y- you know barbecue sauce. I think that's it. Welcome back, baby! It's that time! It's about that time! It's about that time! It's about that time! It's about that time to get in some movie news, trailers, and all the good stuff. My name's Ben. My name's Ian. And this is Too Many Flicks. If it's your first time listening, I'm going to give you the rundown of the show. So listen up, hold on to your butts, and let's get into it, all right? The first thing's yeah. first, we do trailer. That's, yeah, yeah! Go and get, go and get, go and get, go and get! All right, yeah. So first things up, it's trailer versus trailer. That's right. We put up a trailer that we like against another trailer that we like or sometimes dislike, and we pit them against each other. Sometimes it's two trailers. Sometimes it's a, 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 a triple threat. Sometimes it's a fatal four-way. We do the thing like that with like is mixed with wrestling and, and boxing and all that stuff to make it interesting. And then after that, we talk about some flicks news. That's right. Movie news that we care about. It doesn't always have to be the newest news. It's what we think is important for you to listen to or what we just genuinely want to talk about. That's fine. Um, And you're more than welcome to, you know, listen to the housekeeping at the end. Contact us. Give us more ideas about Flix News. And after that, we get into hot takes. That's all right. It's a take that's hot and it's toasty. You might like it. You might not. That's why it's called a hot take. It's it's divisive, baby. That's what we're here to do, though. But in a healthy, engaging way, we have debates here sometimes. Mm. We have debates to challenge your mind. And then we also have trivia to challenge your mind even more. That's right. Trivia. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a theme. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just like, who's your favorite actor? That's not really trivia, but you know what? You will give you a fucking. It could be if yeah, figure it out. A, B, C, or D. Who's my favorite actor? You don't know. You gotta stay tuned to find out. That's a question because maybe you don't even know who your favorite actor is, and I'm gonna give you possible answers 
that you have to choose from. And then sometimes we also do different games too. It's not always trivia. Sometimes we'll throw it in and mix it up. Who knows? But this is what it is. It's too many flicks, baby. We cannot wait to get into the episode. Ian, should we should we should we do this thing? Let's fucking let's fucking do this thing. Trailer versus trailer. Hello and welcome. Over here for our first round in the, uh, powder corner, we have the little things. The little things comes out January 29th, and it is directed by John Lee Hancock, starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, Natalie Morales, Isabel Araiza, and Jared Leto, just to name a few. The premise... Two cops track down a serial killer. The IMDb interns worked real hard on this one, folks. <laughs> All right, and over in the tangerine corner, we have a heavyweight contender, a winner of previous trailer versus trailer, but this is the second trailer. Judas and the Black Messiah comes out February the 12th. It's starry. It's directing. It's directed by Shaka King, and it's starring Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, Terrell Hill, um, Dominique Fishback, and Jesse Plemons. The story of Fred Hampton, chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party, and his fateful betrayal by the FBI informant William O'Neill. Mm. This is uh, some really powerful... Uh stuff up front i think you know it's good that we're getting the heavy the heavyweights out of the way first right because like both of these trailers are let's say somber in tone in comparison Mm. to the next matchup right uh Mm. ben let me ask you what did uh, you see in the little things that caught your eye that stuck out to you um the acting and the actors involved here's the thing here's the thing this trailer it looks really cool right but man, these actors are so different. Each one of them looked like they could be in different movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I ne- would never expect them to work together, and especially in a piece like this. I mean, I, well, I could see Jared Let- Leto being trashy in anything that he's in. But um, and also the whole time I was watching, I was like, I know he didn't pull that shit with Denzel. Like, there's no way he's gonna try no. to send him some dead bodies or something. Denzel will probably pop him in the mouth. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Uh, Denzel would not have any of that shit on set. Mm. Or he would, like, double down and somehow out Leto Leto. Like, mm-hmm. oh, all right. I see. Mm-hmm. Right, Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Yeah, because you just... I just feel like he saw Jarrett on the, on the cast list. He's like, look, let me tell you something. <laughs> that motherfucker is not going to do any of that shit. We don't have a problem. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't want to come into my trailer and find a fucking moose head or some yeah. shit. None of that shit. That's not okay. So that's just very. It was very. It was very interesting to see that because the whole time I was just like, oh fuck. Um, the trailer alone kind of looks like like any type of crime mystery, uh, like a, a thriller. Um, I'm intrigued though that again the dynamic between Malik and, and Washington and Denzel like it's just that's more so what I'm intrigued by. Just how did these these so starkly different characters connect with one another um because there was nothing really innovative in the trailer alone but i I like everyone in it that makes sense. well that's the thing it's not exactly a fresh premise right Mm -hmm. like two two cops go chasing a serial killer that's literally mind hunter season one that's like you know exactly exactly uh, every other cop movie for the past 10 years but there's a lot of character work here i noticed especially 
for a little bit from uh, Denzel, but especially from Rami Malek, like a lot of like voice and diction mm-hmm. work with whatever character they're doing. Like Denzel's got a little bit softer, more of a vocal fry thing going on. And Rami's got this like really weird placement where he's really set his jaw like super tight and is talking through like the front of his teeth and using like his like uh, his cheeks a lot. Um, it was just very interesting because I was—I don't know why it interested me. <laughs> uh, so while I think it's a, a tired premise, I am. I, I, here's the thing: the outsider got me to believe in the uh, hard-boiled detective story again because I didn't think mm. Outsider was going to be nearly as compelling as it was because it's like pretty much the same thing with a slight supernatural twist: a pair of cops go chasing a serial killer, mm. but like. In such an old premise, like, there were enough new twists and turns, or twists and turns used in such a way that they felt new. I'm really I'm really hoping for this one, because I feel like this could have gotten a later release window and, like, drummed up Oscar buzz. I'm hoping that's not, like, some sort of a indication as to how the product turned out. Yeah, um, but usually <laughs> these folks pick pretty well. That's one thing. They usually have pretty decent agents. and That's true. Not. That's very true. They've all had misses, of course, but I feel like, if anything, this would be probably a win. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, but that's pretty much what we can make of that trailer. Is, again, there's nothing, like, re- revelatory here. Um, but let's. Uh, with that being said, let's go on to, <laughs> speaking of revolutions, let's go on to Judas and the Black Messiah. Ian, what mm. was something that caught your eye about this second trailer? The thing that really stuck with me and why uh, I was so excited to put it back on the list, see it in this uh little segment of ours again mm-hmm. is because they did something so decidedly cool with the marketing wherein uh, from my own eyes how i see this the 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 first one the first trailer we got like late last year had that don't get me wrong kick ass song with mm-hmm. like a heavy sort of like Mm-hmm. Like, and it sounded like a war march or like a war song, like, ah, oh, like we're getting ready for battle. Cause like, that's what it takes to give, to, to rest to the power and put it in the hands of the people. That's what we're going to do. Um, and it was awesome. And then this second trailer starts off in the exact tonal opposite and sort of like hmm. shifts from, uh, this sort of deep brooding, uh, sort of, uh, uh combative soundscape. And instead it's this light, twinkling sort of uh music with still some of those uh later in the trailer deep thrumming undertones is like a heavy bass drum comes in but it starts off very light and gentle and it's i i think it's dominique fishback i i'm not sure but it is uh one of the women in the film talking to uh fred hampton and saying like i want to share something with you and then like we start to like get the same plot beats that we've had before we get a little glimpse at martin sheen which was new and exciting Oh, yeah, um, that makeup. Holy shit. Right? Yeah. Um, and he looks like he's doing great. Uh, but I, I feel like what made this trailer so fucking cool to me was that they showed two sides of this uh, sort of story in their marketing. And it, it feels very, very direct and very intentional where it's like, yes, this is going to be a, a story filled with like vigor and passion and fire and unfortunately we all know that blood is is set to follow 
But on the inverse of that, it's a, it's a story about passion and love and community and all of these things. And it was just really powerful, especially uh, as she continues reading, uh, as, the, as the trailer continues going on, uh, she says something like, you have these grand lofty ideals about going and dying a revolutionary death. I am here to say that you can only do that because you don't have another person's body growing inside your body. And it was like this stark moment where we had talked last time. I think one of the critiques that we had of Judas and the Black Messiah was like, I really hope we get to see some fucking black femme power here too because black women are constantly out here saving the day. We saw it this past election cycle. And it looked like they gave us that in this trailer. They're like, they're like we've shown you the like uber machismo side and now here's this like more calm contemplative but still powerful and gripping side it was i loved it sorry that's my that's my whole fucking rant no it's okay uh i completely agree with everything that you said um it's very fucking powerful you've got some from the women and from the men in this just some powerful performances i could tell you that fucking right now and it looks so black and beautiful um, I love this more intimate uh, feel. This movie is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, there was also a shot of one of the women, uh, I believe, in the party. She has a stellar afro. Definitely one of the like uh, Panther uh, <laughs> members, where the sh- the camera goes from bottom up and at an angle, and I was like, "Oh, that's a cool shot." Um, in mm. this, um, this w- trailer was about the acting and the cinematography. I feel they're like, "Look at this shit, though." If you weren't hooked for the first time, look at us now. It was kind of, it was kind of, it was a little bit more of an ensemble piece. Like it, I felt like was, last trailer it, was really Daniel Kaluuya's trailer, mm-hmm. and this one we got to see a lot more of the other performers in it. Does that make sense? Exactly. I, I, yes, I agree with that. But also, I was going to say that they uh, they are kind of flexing a little bit here um, in the best mm. possible way. Uh, How so? Hit me up with an enlightenment. Oh, no, it's flexing. It's showing you the, the beautiful camera movements that they have and the acting. Like, it's just more of there was scene work here. There was character study going on in this trailer alone. And also, it's just like you can feel people uh, listening and stuff as well, like, Jane Kalua, you get more of him. You get more of Lakeith Stanfield, more of um, Dominique Fishback, I believe, correct? Am I right? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, just, again, with that scene of her reading the poem um, to him, and just, they're like, look, y'all, this movie's going to be good. It's like, we saw that the first time, the first trailer. Like, oh, yeah, of course the movie's going to be good. But they're like, no, 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 no. This movie's going to be good. <laughs> mm. And it's like really cool shots that we didn't see in the first trailer. Just like, again, that shot that I, I mentioned that really caught my eye. Um, and just those moments. They showed you really good moments without giving you away all of the solid moments that are going to probably tug at your heartstrings or make you angry. Because, um, knock, knock, who, guess, wait, <laughs> not knock, who's there? Guess who? Fucking Fred Hampton... His story does not end well. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's going to be a, one of those... It's going to be a hard movie probably to get through in the best possible way. Um, and they give you a, a glimpse of, of those moments without giving too much away, like I just said. But yeah, it's beautiful. I love this. And this is what a second trailer is supposed to do, is give you a little bit more... Not be the first trailer, not give you away everything. I honestly, I don't need to see another trailer from this because I don't want it, I don't want to give away too much of anything, even though spoiler alert, we know what happens. But <laughs> just sure. the way they unveil the story is 
Um, and I don't think we will get another trailer because it, oh, we don't it just need one. felt yeah, yeah, it felt very much like all right, we've shown two sides of the coin. We see the exact same speech that Fred Hampton gives, but instead of actually hearing his words, we just see and hear uh, her words and her thoughts as she watches the speech. Again, there's this beautiful duality that I feel like is too coincidental not to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, God damn, these people are smart. Whoever did the marketing for this crushed it. So, oh, just not. I feel like, I mean, obviously the filmmakers are smart too, but I feel like so often a trailer drops and then we get a second trailer that's just like a further riff, like, you know, like it's another guitar solo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. This, this feels much more like, you know, like another instrument has made this into a duet. I don't, I'm going to shut up. This is nothing. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I, I, I completely get what you're coming from. I, I get where you come from. <sighs> With that being said, oh, first of all, I must. Really suck to be William O'Neill being that in that position. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, what an asshole. But I mean, he had, didn't have a choice. Um, all right. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and who who wins um, in this um, this face off here? Um, we got we got Judas the Black Messiah or the Little Things. What who, what you giving the uh, edge to? Uh, it's. For me, it's going to be Judas. There's outstanding character work happening in both of these trailers, but uh, Judas just overall has a more compelling feel to it, a little more confident feel even, Um, a little bit fresher. For all for all the obvious reasons, uh, but for that for me it's Judas. How about you, boss? Yeah, uh, Judas too. If any other week, like if Judas wasn't on the list, more than likely the little things would take it. But Judas looks like it's gonna be like a film that's gonna change like <laughs> film, like it's a film that's gonna change like the industry. Um, and little things seems like it's gonna be a very good film, but not necessarily one that's a new shaking take on up anything. Too much. Yeah, shaking up too much. Um, Certainly. Yep. So that's uh, it's kind of hard to go by that. And the trailers alone. And also, let's just, if I, I were to focus in, um, just the trailer alone, too. The trailer, Judas and the Black Messiah is just, is just a better trailer. It just is. Um, by, 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 by none. By far. All right. Um, what we got in the second round, my friend? All right. Coming up in the next matchup, we are taking a look in the Vaseline corner, for one reason or another. Uh <laughs> Breaking news in Yuba County, which comes out February 12th. It is directed by Tate Taylor, and it is starring Mila Kunis, Allison Janney, Juliette Lewis, Aquafina, Regina Hall, Wanda Sykes, and Jimmy Simpson, literally just to name a few. The premise. After her husband goes missing, Sue Buttons, Allison Janney, an underappreciated suburban wife, gets a taste of being a local celebrity as she, a wannabe mobster, a dogged policewoman, and several others embark on a citywide search in Yuba County to find him. Oh, that sounds good. But what is it up against? Coming up... Weighing an unimportant amount of weight, standing at who cares height, it in the dashiki corner. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Coming to America. That's coming to with the number two America. It's the sequel to Coming to America. Um, and it's out March the fifth. It's directed by Craig Brewer, and it's starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall. Jermaine Fowler, Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan, John Amos, Wesley Snipes, 
you name it. If they black, they pop probably in this movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, the African monarch, Akeem, learns he has a long-lost son in the United States and must return to America to f- meet this unexpected heir and build a relationship with his son. I don't know how this works because if you've seen the first coming to America, he marries the woman who he's still with, unless they separate it. There must be some separation there. I, I don't know. That's it's a little bit of mystery here. I don't know. Maybe they're doing the mystery box for coming to America. Maybe J.J. Abrams is behind the scenes. <laughs> Stepping in just like, okay, well, see, you can't tell him right away exactly what the lineage is. Of course he can't right. be married to the woman anymore, or is he? That's the uh, question. That's the question. It lies <laughs> at the center of my puzzle box. Come in and see my narrative. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Psych is just nostalgia. Like we a... just redid Coming to America. <laughs> shot for shot. I'm sorry. Uh Force Awakens is actually pretty decent. I actually like that a lot. Anyway, th- th- that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about coming to America. Let, Ian, why don't we first, let, why don't we get into breaking news in, in Yuba County before we get into coming to America. Uh, what caught your eye? Um, It's hard to say. This film, this film's trailer, rather, has such a buckwild tone. Mm. Um, It starts off like, kind of like mystery-ish laden. Like Alice and Janney is freaking out in her kitchen because uh, stuff has been wrecked and something bad has happened and she's reassuring herself like, you matter, you're enough, da-da-da-da-da, I'm important, all that goodness. Um, And then it just like spirals out of control into this weird mystery it, it it reminds me, it almost reminds me of like an episode of Archer or something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like I feel like mm-hmm. Martin McDonough could have written whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good point. Um, Except there's like too few white people for it to be McDonough. But that's mm-hmm. that's another conversation altogether. Um, I think what, what caught this for me is literally just like the characters like everyone is so just a little off kilter just a little too big Mm, i got you yeah no it's fucking zany as shit zany yes yeah 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 zany a little bit heightened like you know it's all just a little heightened Mm -hmm. it's a lot it 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 uh it it took me by a pleasant surprise (laughs) uh yeah by the end of it you're just kind of like what the fuck (laughs) Because it all just piles up more and more. Like, you see Aquafina kicking someone's ass, and then her dad is like a mafioso that's like, how am I supposed to trust you to run my money if people aren't afraid of you? And then she's, like, fighting Wanda Sykes. And the dude yeah. from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is here that wears an eye patch. Like, Yeah, yeah, he's he's there. At a certain point, Aquafina puts her fingers down someone's throat. Uh, you got Regina Hall, who's really good, who's just, like, at the end, is like, he's fucking crazy crazy white people and mm-hmm. um you know you always can get me if you had that in, in in a movie i'm like yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> these white people are acting crazy and they dumb you be acting crazy thank you regina uh yeah this fucking movie's out of control it's straight up bonkers it, but in the best way um do we is this is this getting a white release or is it on a platform uh-huh. uh so i'm not sure where it's going to release digitally but it is slated for a digital release uh and select theaters 
February 12th if you're uh, vaccinated or, or feeling bold. Um, yes. Uh, damn. Only one like of those sh- is the responsible move. Go ahead. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like this would sit well in a fucking a streaming platform. Like, I don't know. I just feel like this could be on Netflix and I'd just sit down and be like, oh, shit. That was Absolutely. dope. <laughs> yeah, I think this belongs in like some type of streaming platform, man. Netflix, Hulu, probably Am- it's either Amazon or Netflix because just the way this trailer is made up, just the vibe that I got, and also if you're gonna have a limited release here and digital release, like why? I feel like that's a lot of stress. I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like some of these producers are just so old school; they just cannot wrap their head around not being able to do that right now. Um, and I would be surprised if there wasn't some like incentives being given to them by movie theaters so that ooh, they make more that, money yeah. by keeping it off of streaming. You know, like that's a good point. That's a good like point. a hail mary. Like, oh come on, you gotta bring it to fucking AMC because we'll like uh, put we'll put like two million up front. Blah 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 or some shit. You know, capitalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes, that probably is exactly what happened, Ian. Uh, you you deduce the fuck out of that. Uh, money, guess, money happened. Yep. <laughs> money happened. Nine times um, out of ten, when something irresponsible for pu- for public health happens, it's because money exchanged hands somewhere behind the scenes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. This could probably kill people. Yes. And how's Benjamin? How's a lot of Benjamins? <laughs> oh, okay, maybe. A lot um, of Benjamins, you say? Okay, baby. Well, you get you. Well, now you have my attention. You have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I look forward to this. I think this is really cool. It's I a lot of these actors, well, at least Myla Kunis in this is kind of just kind of different, kind of an offbeat movie for her, and I dig it. And I love seeing Regina Hall in more um more uh, like comedy things. and whatnot. Yeah, she's in. She's usually in in comedy because um, you know we got two Regina's got Regina King, Regina Hall. Regina Hall has been in comedy for a while. Hmm. Um. Regina Hall, also, she's just really good, and I'm glad she's getting more work, more uh, mainstream work. Um, it's always very nice to see her. And, you know, we Wanda's always going to be Wanda. She, I feel like Wanda she fits. Is... I love Wanda. I love She's great. Uh, Wanda and Aquafina, they, they fit here. <laughs> oh, very much so, yeah. Very much so. Um, I'm really excited to see their scenes together, because they have at least one scene together that <laughs> seemed to be a yeah. good amount of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really fast-paced trailer. Didn't tell you everything, but enough for you to be like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. So mm-hmm. <laughs> with that being said, coming to America, I'll start us off. Mm-hmm. Uh, this looks fantastic. Um, they look like the jokes are hitting. They did not show us a lot, and I'm no, kind of glad. I'm kind of glad, because what I saw, I'm not going to lie, wasn't hysterical. I just, I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, the barbershop, that's when I felt like, okay, this movie probably will be okay. It's all starting um, to click a little bit. It's starting to click a little bit, but they just kind of gave you like, this is why we have Coming to America. This is why we're doing a sequel. So I get why. They're like, in case you wanted to know what the story was, here's a bit of the story. Y'all could chill out. The jokes are coming. You know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. I think they just did this purely for nostalgia. And that's also, that's a, kind of a good sign in all honesty. You're like, Ben, what do you mean? Because if a, a movie gives away all their com- comedic beats immediately, and you can get bet your bond dollar that you've seen that every bit of the comedy. You know, um, not always. So sometimes sometimes you cut a movie, the movie's funny throughout the motherfucking shit. 
and you got to worry about it. But I think a lot of their their beats and a lot of the jokes that are built into the story were purposefully not shown in this movie because there's don't there really aren't any jokes. You know, it's like, hey, you're a king, and now your son is in America, and then there's like, I, we are coming back to America, and Arsenio Hall's character is like, uh, no, fuck, what it, fuck, 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 um, which is kind of funny, you know. And then he, they, then they show a few shots, and then they go to the barbershop to to let people know we still gonna be funny, mm-hmm. but they still didn't have all their jokes in there. So it's just, this is very interesting. It's a just. Comedies are very hard to cut a trailer for, I think. I think they're probably harder than a drama to cut a trailer for. Sure, yeah, because you got to really straddle that line. Yeah. Uh, between, like, you know, hey, mm. there, there, there's something of worth here, but also, like, the whole point of comedy is that, like, it's the element of surprise that makes you laugh, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with this, they just, they just showed a bunch of, like, set pieces um, just to get you back into the world of, uh, world of uh, coming to America. I honestly think it was pretty brilliant. Um, it's a pretty good way to refresh people about why this movie was important at the time and why it was funny without giving too much away. So I think it is a very good trailer. Ian, what do you think? I felt I felt overall pretty pretty solid about it. Like you know, they they uh, kick it off. They they start uh, justifying the story. The early uh, stuff with the the uh, dance and celebration that's happening. I'm not sure if that's like in universe or if that's just a really cool sort of you know uh, way that they get some of the exposition out of the way. Mm-hmm. I love that. I hope that there is like a little bit more of that when they finally do come over to America. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping just a little bit that we get some of that satire that uh that made Borat uh somehow feel relevant all of a sudden, you know? Uh I'm hoping that there's some of that in here along with all the the great jokes cuz yeah, the barbershop stuff was uh was slapping pretty well when they come in. They they're they're uh, really in their groove there. And we see a wide range of characters that uh, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall are, are going to be playing. Like, I have no idea where this story's going because there's, like, some sort of, like, shaman elder person that's hinted at. There's, like... Yeah, which, who I don't think was in the first movie. Sh- yeah, yeah. It, that felt like that felt like a new addition. Like, oh, look where this story's going. And it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> So I think once we got to the barbershop, it was fun to just watch them riff and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need to see more. I need to see more, you know? Yeah, you, I feel like the second or third trailer is really when you're going to be like, oh, this shit is hilarious. If it's funny, it's going to be funny. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll find out really soon exactly how funny it might have I was about to say, March 5th, they got, they got like, one last push in their marketing, oh, probably. they're going to push the hell out of that bad boy during February. I think they, they know what they're doing. I hope doing. so. I think so. Because um, it looks like a ton of fun. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't in love with this trailer. I wasn't in love with the trailer either. I, I, I was not. I, I thought it could have been funnier. Mm-hmm. But I understand if they are holding or reserving some bits. of those jokes. That mm-hmm. makes sense. That's my headcanon. I'm stick to it because I want coming to America to be good. Absolutely. It is a uphill battle. They've got a they've got a phenomenal cast, and it felt like they that do. was the center point, like the focal point of this mm-hmm. uh, trailer in particular. It was like, look at all the fucking rad, funny people we got. And right, it's like, right. Yeah, that's true. This is a stellar cast. Yeah, they're like, it's gonna be funny. We're not gonna do anything uh, 
transformative with the cinematography, y'all. I'm just gonna tell you right now, we just telling jokes. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a story. We telling jokes. Yeah, um, but I kind of wish they cut the trailer a little bit. I, I would have cut it differently with the same intention of not giving away too much of the jokes. Sure. Um, there's probably better ways I think they could have gone about that, but that's just me. Um, all right, well, let's get to it. Who, who the tail of the tape? Who the fuck? Who who won? We're gonna have to go to our judges' cards. Um, Ian, who who won trailer versus trailer in this doubleheader? Well, it wasn't the cleanest match ever that I've seen. Uh, like both of these trailers have some some pretty big strengths and uh, some pretty uh you know apparent flaws uh for me at the end of the day i think the soundtrack for breaking news in yuba county really helped heighten the uh level of like farcicalness and uh mm-hmm. that that really that really it was just so much fun it was impossible for me not to have fun while watching it i'm going with i'm going with breaking news all right all right uh this is where we're going to uh we're going to split the vote here um there won't be a clear winner <laughs> You you know what I'm, it's our podcast. We do what we want. Uh, Absolutely, <laughs> fuck yeah, we can. The, the trailer versus trailer, I know is for the best trailer. So I will say I'll give a half a point to. How am I gonna do this, Benjamin? Okay, yeah, I'll give a half a point to Yuba County, and I'll give a, a half a point to coming to America because it's fucking coming to America, man. Like, sure, it's yeah. fucking. It's the first trailer in thirty plus years of a black classic. I'm not even gonna give a point to you, you but just purely alone, I'm, I'm taking that point. But I'm gonna give a full point back to coming to America, despite despite me thinking that Yuba is probably a better trailer. I would like to think that this probably had a lot more effect because it was people have been waiting for this for so long. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so that that does take an effect. In effect, nostalgia watching a trailer, even if the trailer's not cut well. Myself was like, oh my god, dude, this is gonna be, this is gonna be awesome. Then I had to rewatch it <laughs> a few times and be like, trailer's not cut the best. But my initial response, and still, even knowing all these flaws, I'm like, yo, I'm this is a dope trailer, despite <laughs> the trailer not hitting on all cylinders. So that's that's why I gotta go with. That's my justification. I'm sticking to it. Ian, I completely understand where you're coming from on Yuba. I would have been there if it weren't coming to America. That's where my hand is. Um, legit. But let's do let's do something that we don't usually do. Let's put these the two winners up against each other. Um, I know we kind of split. I'm gonna go ahead and give since I am kind of in line with Yuba County. I'll give Yuba County the go ahead to take the top um, by let's say by the judges' cards. It didn't get knocked out, but it 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 eked out a win versus Judah and the Black Judas and the Black Messiah who wins. This week. Oh, all together, all over? No, no, no. Just uh, between Judas, since Judas won, and Yuba. Um, oh yeah, it's Judas all the way. Baby. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Judas gets a, a technical knockout here. Just Judas. Yeah, yeah. All the way. Just masterful, both in terms of like marketing and storytelling. Just their little, their little reversal. Love it. Yep. Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, anything else we got on the docket here for a t- trailer versus trailer? That's it. That's that's the the fight. Pack it in. We got some news to cover. All right. All right. Uh, and if you guys enjoyed any of these trailers, they got any trailers for us to have next week that we missed. Uh, well, you know what? We'll try to see if they meet the weight, and they'll get in this ring. We'll throw some gloves in on them in the next week's episode of Trailer versus Trailer. If not, uh, thank you very much, and uh, look out for. 
more stuff from us and we're going to get into our next segment in the studio with no central ac flicks news get them out get them on out yeah get them out get them out it's hard to well it's, it's hard to yell with the barrels in your mouth bring them out bring them out all right we're bringing out flicks news baby <laughs> And there hopefully you go. we don't get served a cease and desist order from T.I. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey, T.I., great to have you tune in. Thanks for, okay. thanks for stopping by. Can't uh, wait to hear from your legal team. Can't wait to hear from your motherfucking legal team. Um, okay, did you do the last... I think you did Coming to America. No, I did. I did Coming to America. Okay, cool. So you can start with uh, sure. the first topic in Flix News. What, what we got, Ian? All right, friends. First up in Flix News... John David Washington name drops Barry Jenkins and Paul Thomas Anderson as the next directors he hopes to collab with. This is from Charles Barfield over at the playlist. Hey, Charles, welcome to the new administration. So glad to still have you with us. I know. Uh, He's still putting in that work, apparently. Did not take any breaks. (laughs) Didn't take a single day off. Democracy was teetering on the brink, and Charles Barfield was like, What's the next scoop on John David Washington? Give it to me. Give it to his fucking Citizen Kane in this bitch. He's fucking <laughs> Kane. I make the news. <laughs> oh, oh, Charles, God. thank you for what you do. Um, yeah, friends, for those of you that don't know, John David Washington, the star of Black Klansman and Tenet, most recently, uh, he's putting out the feelers. He wants to work with... Two well-renowned directors, Barry Jenkins and Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, You know Barry Jenkins at the very least because of uh, Moonlight or if Beale Street could talk. You know Paul Thomas Anderson because the dude does things like the Phantom Thread. And uh, I swear I know other Paul Thomas Anderson films. (laughs) There will be blood, of course. Ah. Uh, I knew that this dude has worked with Daniel Day-Lewis like five times. Uh, the, The dude, yeah, Inherent Vice... The master, you know that you know you know both these individuals because they're just accomplished storytellers. It takes a lot. Of I work think with it's super uh, exciting. <laughs> What's that? Of, it takes a lot of patience to work with DDL. So yeah, he's definitely. <laughs> yeah. 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 And apparently, Paul Thomas Anderson is ready to go to the task because. Mm. I mean, he's Denzel's kid, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, John David Washington. He he can probably work with whoever the fuck he wants. I think that's why this is so exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Because he's kind of like, hey, by the way, let's uh, let's you get two that over shit there. Going. Right, right, let's, right. Let's, uh, don't be afraid to slide into the DMs with a collab. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't mention Coogler. Uh, right? That would be a phenomenal. Or uh, Ava DuVernay. But, I mean, this probably is the top of his head. Just like, These are people currently that I just really want to work with. And that's completely fine. Barry Jenkins, too. Oh, my God. Um, I would love to see one of these guys do like a big blockbuster. But, you know, I think Barry Jenkins may be working on something actually yeah uh barry jenkins is going to do the lion king uh i guess this is a prequel it's a prequel i didn't realize it was a prequel so oh my okay yeah he's doing the lion king prequel um live action but it's barry jenkins though right like i mean yes but what does that even mean i don't know that's a lot of information that this was thrown at me right now uh like i'm processing this in real time (laughs) Because uh, I thought it was a sequel at first, and then I read it again, and it says, nope, an IMDb is listed as a un- 
Uh, untitled Lion King prequel. There is already a prequel, right? There's the Lion King one, two and a half, one and a half. But that's based off. There of- was Lion King two, but then they were like, "Aha!" But here's the middle part with yes, Timon and Pumbaa. It was like, uh, but it was like pretty much Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, right? Yep. You know, now that you mention it, that that was very much it, huh? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> These motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. Because first, because Lion King is Hamlet. Right. Uh, yep. Yeah. So Lion King two is was Romeo and Juliet. I remember someone telling me that. Um, now that I actually went back and looked it up, it is pretty much heavily influenced. So you got all these things, and you got Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Uh, <laughs> and so okay, uh, this one yeah. just looking at uh, what I can find on Deadline and stuff is rumored to explore Mufasa's origin story. So are we dealing with, like, one of the history Shakespeare's here? What Oof. do you think? What, like, most of those are, like, tragedies, though, right? <laughs> uh, I think a few of the histories skew towards tragedy, but there's also, like, there's Henry V, I'm pretty sure, is just, like, badass fucking Shakespeare war blockbuster. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Is Henry IV pretty badass? Or is that lean towards... I haven't Henry read the Four... Henry's. I've read, I, I know of Henry V. I haven't read the Henry's are just, that's a lot. I read Henry V. I don't remember it super well outside of like, you know, the thing that everybody remembers once more into the breach, blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm-hmm. There was, I'm not crazy about the, the histories, but I have had someone severely recommend not Henry V, but one of the uh, lesser chronological Henry's like the you know it's like it's either three or four but it's split into parts it's not the first part even it's like Henry three part two they're like that's the one you gotta read and I'm Mm. like nice okay this was before I guess this was before they they really refined stories so you know sometimes you get it in the second part and not the first you know (laughs) sometimes the first part of your story is just there hey that shit hit in the second part though fam they like Yep. Uh, the first part's is so long. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But like, yo, you just gotta you, you get push through it. Through. It sets up all the pieces for this. Just get through it. Just get through it. It's it's dope. Just like binge it. Just binge it. This is me. Like this is me. Anytime I try to pitch the adventure zone to someone or right. something, like, <laughs> the first arc is tough. Sometimes just get through it. Just get through it. It's good. It's great. It's some good stuff. <laughs> So we got a little derailed <laughs> just a little because bit. we were supposed to just be talking about what we wanted to see John David Washington do, and now we're talking about Lion King talking prequel. about Lion King prequels because <laughs> that obviously just kind of stopped us in the tr- like whoa. Was a prequel? And sometimes there's breaking news, even if it broke months ago. But right? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's breaking for us. It is breaking like God damn. As all you know, we've been on, on a break. We're just like, oh, shit. What? Oh, no. Oh, yep. Stop the episode. This is... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think this is going to be great. Uh, two great directors uh, and John David Washington is just getting better and better with each with each role he does. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't seen Tenet yet either, but I, I hear it's good. It's not worth my risking my uh, health for. But now it's streaming, so uh, at least you have to pay for it. It's not streaming. You have to rent it. But Right, right. But... Yeah, it's something that I could watch at home and be interested in. I I have not seen Tenet either because I too am a bad cinephile. But yeah, like I'm also not ready to like go face a pandemic to watch. <laughs> to watch Tenet, yeah. I don't care how charming you are. I'm not gonna do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I feel you on that. 
All right, let's get on to our next topic. Um, this one's a fun one. Um, Brendan Fraser is set to star in the new Darren Aronofsky film, The Whale. Thank you, Jerry Portwood at Rolling Stone. My God, he... He might be back, y'all. He might be I'm back. I'm really hoping. Um, Darren Aronofsky's last film didn't hit really uh, that well. Um, I haven't seen Mother! Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I hear... I, I have two two things about Mother. I hear it's either really good or people absolutely hated it. So um, There really is no middle ground in yeah. that film in particular. And I... I'm willing to bet that Darren wishes it was a little less divisive, but he also purposefully <laughs> made it with like no middle ground. It's one of those things that you're either going to love it or you're going to be like, this was the biggest waste of my time. Okay, where do you fall? on? I fall closer to the love it spectrum, mm. but this also needs to be taken with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, I really like Javier Bardem. Uh, I really love... Jennifer Lawrence, I think all the performances in it are pretty darn stellar. Uh, I will say it feels a little scattered at times in its metaphor. Like there were parts that I thought like, and it's not even that they're scattered. It was, it's one of those things I feel like where Ian does this too, where when he's like thinks that he's got a really good idea and you find an idea that on its surface level, you find an idea that on its surface level is really sort of simple looking and then you delve like really deep into it and you make it as complex as you can and you see how all the branches are like interwoven and connected. Mm. And then you show it to someone and they're like, oh yeah, that's kind of like a nice tree. And you're like, tree, no, it's all woven together. Don't you see? It's a web. A tree, and what? It's like, exactly. And it's like, it's like that's great. <laughs> Some people don't just want to watch you unpack a metaphor for... Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Uh, for... for an hour 45 i'll say this and this this heavily influences why i like it so much yes it goes full fucking metaphor the physical reality doesn't necessarily track or matter in time is nothing route but mm. the sequence in which they do it is uh so finely crafted that it in my opinion i liked the movie outside of it but it really makes the movie like the last 10 to 15 minutes like are just mm -hmm. unbridled unbridled <laughs> aronofsky yeah. and it's fucking weird and you're gonna hate it or you're gonna like it and i kind of liked it and i get flack for that but i uh, understand why people don't like it mm -hmm. yeah interesting so this is almost like i would say i would say darren Aronofsky took a couple steps back with this right because I don't, I also don't think it made that much money. Just a bad. It was just a really weird time to release it too. I'm from, I'm understanding. I'm sure it made its budget back, but it was just like, I'm sure they wanted more. Um, oh, it was not. Yeah, I don't remember it doing well at all. Like I remember hearing about it being in theaters and just people being like, literally like walking out, like, what the fuck was that? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it is just, just metaphor. Oops, all metaphor. Uh, oops, all metaphor. <laughs> So this is kind of a comeback for both of them. Maybe they just kind of link up and it's, it's going to be something magical. Um, even though I don't think Darren Aronofsky is hurting or anything uh, critically art. Like, studios still give Darren Aronofsky whatever the fuck Darren wants. because Like him or hate him, the dude has 
very specific visions and he's right. got very specific styles that make his films stand out right absolutely i can never watch his films more than once because they are a lot the only one i can watch and it's not because of the quality they're all fantastic it's, i haven't seen Mother. but their and, subject matter is harrowing yeah. yeah yeah and yeah right and noah was hit or miss for me mm, but mm-hmm. um what does it, i say about 85 90 percent of his stuff is great but it's a lot it's a lot to get through Except for the fountain, I can I can get through the fountain. I like that I do movie enjoy a the lot more than most people do. That's my shit. It's beautiful. <laughs> What's up? It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, fountain. absolutely. I, I I remember first time watching, I was like, I get this. People are like it's so confusing, it's so contrived. I'm like, I I, I it's pretty clear to me. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think he left. I mean, I guess there's a small bit of ambiguity there, but I think it's pretty clear cut, um, which is going to be interesting. And we mentioned all these films because. W- Hearing about the whale, we just can only imagine where he's going to head to now. And having Brendan Fraser in there, who honestly, low key, looks like an actor who would be in one of his movies. I just, I, I just, it feels right. Mm. It just does. I don't know why. When I heard the words all together the first time, there mm-hmm. was like that brief moment of like, "Whoa, hey!" Yeah. But then right. I was like, "But that, fe- you're right. It feels right." Right, he's like heavier yeah. set now too, and it's like I don't know. Just he just feels like he's going to continue into these roles of just like really hard um, d- drama and and really char- uh, character driven pieces, um, which is legit. Like you know, mm-hmm. when he was young, he did the action adventure route, and that mm-hmm. was great. Uh, and he's still iconic in it the mummy is still like one of the best 90s adventure movies like he's so good and from what i understand he hasn't been problematic which is great because he's you know white male of a certain time in hollywood Mm -hmm. and he's been pretty good knock on wood so like good on him good for you brendan most if not all accounts he's just like a big old teddy bear yeah um Exactly. He's gone through a lot of shit, too. Holy shit. If you have time, dear listener, do do look up some of the harrowing things that uh, Brendan Fraser has struggled with. It's been it's been quite a quite a few uh, turbulent decades for him. I want I want to touch on the premise of the whale real quick before we close this out, because uh, I think that this is going to solidify in people's minds just how interesting of a of a project this is all around. Um, the Whale is originally a stage play. It's being adapted for the screen by the playwright themselves, Samuel D. Hunter. Um, the premise, uh, as it is listed uh, here, the play is set in the Mormon county of Idaho and is about a 600-pound gay man who can't leave his apartment and is estranged from his teenage daughter. It's a fiercely funny and moving, sometimes surreal story that may seem a bit odd for either Aronofsky or Frasier. Uh, but yeah, this is a super, super interesting. And apparently Samuel D. Hunter, the playwright, is super excited to be working with Aronofsky, uh, saying that uh, this story is deeply personal, and I'm very thankful it will have a chance to reach a wider audience. I've been a fan of Darren's ever since I saw Requiem for a Dream when I was a college freshman writing my first plays. So just an all-around cool fucking thing. Like, you know, we got Frasier back in the fucking spotlight. We got, like, this new uh, stage work that's going to be reaching a massive audience. And it's all through, like, a a fucking passion project with artists who've admired each other for some time. I love that. That, Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's a... Getting together, making art. That's what this is all about. Um, Is he going to put on this weight? (laughs) 
I don't think there's any conceivably safe way. That's what I was about to say. I don't think that much weight. I am. I am a hundred percent positive that there will be so, so, no small amount of prosthetics. Which, hey, you know, if they're good enough, that might be a fucking Academy Award for the makeup department. I, I'm interested to see some of these stills. That's very true. I was. I was worried. I'm like, please don't, Brand. If anyone. If Brandon's trying to do, if Brandon's trying to do, uh, like method and stuff, please don't stop him now. <laughs> like the, that is... I, I don't think there is any conceivable <laughs> way that the human body. I mean, here's the thing: the human body is a remarkable machine. Right. It still seems, yeah. That I think everybody. I don't think you could have a. a that's a lie. There's one coked up producer that was like, so is he gaining the weight or what? I guess what I was like, just about to say. There's one person, Derek? one like personal trainer is like, I could do it. We can make it happen. Right. And it's like, Derek? Right. No. Right, yeah. I, I can healthily give it. We can healthily make this happen. <laughs> it's just like nutrition in the background like, don't listen to that nigga. That is impossible. <laughs> they cannot. <laughs> they cannot. <laughs> uh, counterpoint, no. <laughs> 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 um all right yo with that being said uh i look forward to this i'm sure you do too man this is gonna this could possibly mm-hmm. be something special uh ian do we have anything else on the docket uh nothing else on the docket dear listener if we perhaps found some news that interested you in in a very special way and you want to share your thoughts please reach out to us on any of our social media platforms you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter as Too Many Flicks. That's the numeral two at the beginning with an X at the end. Or hey, if we didn't touch on a news story that you really wish we had, let us know. Be like, hey, why didn't you talk about any number of things that have happened in the past month? Because there's been a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you should talk about that. And we will. We'll talk about it if you want us to. But we curated this list because it's our damn podcast. We love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> God damn, that's hot as hell. Ah! Ah! Ooh! Oh, God. Jesus. Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh. So hot! I can't so hold hot. on to it. Too hot to handle. Too hot. Hot to, tr- hot to try. Too hot. Too hot. Oh. Hot. 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 It's hot. That's takes. hot takes. That's how yep. we introduce it now. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's us. That's what we do. All right, what's our new hot year, take new this take? Week? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's shake off, shake, off, shake off the cobs. What cobs? Yeah, let's get this. Shake off the corn cobs, boys. Shake them off. The corn cobwebs. The cobwebs. Shake them off. Shake off the corn cobs. Yeah. Take a big right. old drink of water. All right. Gloop gloop. <clears throat> so no, I didn't need the foley because we actually can just do it. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, also good foleying. You know how you know you know how foley is just some guy going uh step, 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 <laughs> step, slurp. <laughs> gulp gulp is gulp. sounds kinda like the sound some of them make gulp, gulp, gulp. Come on. <laughs> but <laughs> clank, 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 clank. There goes my there goes my career in foley, everybody. I <laughs> burned short and bright. <laughs> oh, like man. our hot take just like our hot takes all right so uh my hot take this is i had to be reminded of this hot take because it was so long ago that i first introduced this um so my hot take for this week is that i do not 
personally feel that the cinema is the best way to watch a movie. Ooh, that is hot. That's yeah. hot. That's spicy. Yeah. Mm. So mm. I want, there's a caveat in there, which is that some of my greatest movie watching experiences have been in a movie theater. Um, and I actually really love going to the movies when I, I well, I, I Don't talk remember. yourself out of the hot take. I remember. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. I just want to say I have very fond memories of going <laughs> to the movie theaters back when they still existed. So I'm not arguing that like movie theaters shouldn't exist. Here's the thing. The current setup of the movie theater is one that is full of annoyance. You pay $3 billion to get in. If you want any food, that's <laughs> going to be another $8 trillion. The GDP of a large country. You then sit, find mm. your seat. On a chair that's like almost comfortable, the floor is sticky. It's covered in garbage. There are mm. people talking. Maybe there's a baby. Some people are making out mm. in the back. Mm. That is a bad mm. experience. Mm. And it happens so frequently because people don't respect going to the cinema. Now, I'm not going to mm. sit. This is not me like old man yells at cloud being like, kids <laughs> these days never, you know, <laughs> like. Close. I love you. Back in my day, we used to have respect for the cinema. No, what I'm saying is in an ideal situation, that is me in a cinema with like one other person and it is empty except for maybe like one other stranger and you have that moment where you're like, oh, hey, you have the same idea too. And then you just sit and you watch your movie. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It's great because it's a big screen and you get the visceral bass, the subharmonic frequencies that you don't hear, but you feel all of that stuff. Yes, that is a wonderful experience. However, there's just too much bullshit. There's too much bullshit that goes along with it, you know, and it, it, it is too unpleasant, too distracting. Your boy has ADD. It's hard enough for me to sit through a movie. <laughs> I get it. Like, dang. oh, man, I. When we watch a movie at home, uh, I swear to God, one of these days I'm going to die because Angie's going to kill me because I'm so annoying to sit next to. If it's a really good movie, that's a different story. I'm locked in permanently. <laughs> but if, if my mind wanders even a little bit, that's it. So when you add on that, the sort of the stickiness of the floor, the people talking in the back, the guy checking his text messages two rows in front of you, blasting you with light. It takes me out of the movie. What I want is total immersion into that universe. And our current setup, while it's great for the, the overall technical aspects of it, the social and actual physical aspects of it are a no-go for me. That's my hot take. Oh, okay. This is, this is a really interesting hot take to have, too. Because we, I'm pretty sure, had announced this take uh, at least a little bit before HBO and Warner Brothers made their whole uh, announcement of dual theatrical streaming rollouts. Yeah, it was like the week mm. before. I know, right? Yeah. Something like the week before. And this is just, a, it's, it's very serendipitous is all I'm saying. This, uh, how apt. Uh, and great, great, great response. I thought you were going to make a case for like how like uh, I thought it was going to be more a case for streaming home theater type setups. But like, no, well, I, I appreciate it. It's just sort of like a general. It sounds like you're calling for just a little more respect in the movie theater. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing is, look, sure. if I can have a home theater setup, like if I have a private movie theater one day. 
I'm never leaving it, right? <laughs> like, Same, right? I, like that us. is my, that is the ideal setup is like me alone in a, in a, a, a screening studio. But <laughs> outside of that, yeah, I mean, the thing is like, I, I do think that there is something lost between the big screen and the small screen. And it's subtle. You can watch, you know, you can watch whatever movie. You can watch something like Blade Runner 2049 and still bask in the spectacle. You can, mm -hmm. you know, it's still good and you can still appreciate it. There's something for when it's that big, you know, big things feel big. That's the thing is that it, it feels so much larger than life when you see it on the big screen. So in that regard, I totally get why someone like Christopher Nolan is like, my movie can only be seen in theaters to be truly appreciated. I get where he's coming from. He's still a dick, but you know, <laughs> that's, sure. that's neither here nor there. And he's not a dick for wanting that. He's a dick for trying to get people to go in the middle of a pandemic. Right. That's a dick move, Chris. Like, yeah, come on, dude. sorry, bud, you know, all due respect, but calm the fuck on, Yikes. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the real thing is that, like, if we could just, if people could just go to the movies with the intent of actually just, like, fucking watching the movie, we'd all have a better time, you know? Yes, we would. This is true. Yeah. There's, so, I don't, I really hope this YouTuber's not problematic, because I haven't consumed a bunch of their stuff, but there is a channel called H-Bomber Guy. It's PewDiePie. No! Is it really? <laughs> No, it's not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Holy fuck. You just, I was like, I was like I'm pretty sure I know what that ass hat looks like. Uh, uh, but he, I mean, he's, he's a blonde little fucking English dude. Uh, and while I don't agree with all of his takes, I've only seen one or two of his videos. There was one that at the end, it was about the video games industry, but I think it applies to sort of pop culture and media as a whole where he was, he was sort of, uh, condemning. I want to say it was Bethesda. He's like, got this whole video essay about Bethesda is a bad company because because XYZ and he makes a statement that like they are a bad company and I'm boiling it down so much I'm gonna do my best they're a bad company because they push out games with a ton of bugs that are unfinished and then release like XYZ like you know he had all of his points and he's like but just because they're a bad company doesn't mean that like they're not going to keep doing this because we as consumers keep validating that I am like trying consider this a manifesto on my part of being like I want us all to be more discerning consumers because that mm. in turn will force the for-profit machines because that's what pretty much every actual major media company is, but will force them to put out better, more complete products. And so I think it sort of applies here as well that like if consumers, if we can, if we can just sort of urge and nudge and, and educate people to be better consumers of movies, there will inherently be a little bit more respect brought to those spaces. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm in agreement. Um, I think it's a pretty decent take. Um, you, you bring forth really good points. And uh, I think we're just also on the point of just, I think we should just get ready to evolve to that point anyway. I mean, like, we, this is just the way of the industry right now, period. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I agree with all your points. It's a very good hot take, um, Matt. I think, too, that we can't underestimate the effect COVID will have once it's over and people do return to movie theaters. Like, I think there may be a sense of reverence. Like, some of this might uh, fix itself by sheer, uh, you know, separation. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like people, Wanting... people don't take it for granted as much. 
Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You're right. Hmm. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I'm curious to see. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm curious to see. I'm hopeful. I'd like Likewise, that. Likewise. Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously Ooh. optimistic. Bam, bam, bam. And that's it, listener. You have just witnessed the a thousand cautiously optimistic. If you are our tenth <laughs> listener, you win a all expense paid trip to Radio Shack. That's right, Radio Shack. <laughs> Radio Shack. Yeah, you get a hundred percent off at Radio Shack. Go ahead and go ahead and hit that fucking like and subscribe button to enter and uh, get your fucking Radio Shack gift card now. Yeah, just pull the copper straight out of their walls. <laughs> Come on down. I've got a whole fucking Circuit City to give away. I <laughs> give a shit. Take the shelves. <laughs> sat here take for decades. The tiles off the floors if you oh, want them. Everything <laughs> must go. They're demolishing it at eight tomorrow. Eight Come tomorrow. on down. Get it now, tenth listener. Just, yeah, smash that like and subscribe button. Oh shit! <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's a hot All take. Right. Should we clap to like let you know where? It... Yeah. Oh, but we should say the hot take for next time. Oh, sure. All right. That is my. That is one? my hot take. That is my hot take. <laughs> Uh, who has the hot take for next week or time? That's who has question, the hot take but... for next time? Oh yeah, that's right. That's how this 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 works. <laughs> I know it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were so brazen, so ready. We're like, let's fucking do this. Let's get into <laughs> it. Oh right, we have a fucking system. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I got a hot take, gentlemen. All right, what is it? Hit us with it. Jackie Chan is the best action star of all time. Number one, He's, he is he is the cream of the crop. All right, and I and I got I got receipts to back up my claim. Oh, I am so ready. I, I look am forward so to, ready for this. I one. look forward to seeing you show your work on this one. Absolutely, this is going to take us back to like too many flicks, Ground Zero. Yes, I know mm. it's a full circle. Here's the thing: you gotta, you gotta look at his body of work over in China, man. Holy crap! I'll get into Dude, it. It's well, all right. We'll we'll get into we'll get into this. We'll get into yeah, this. Absolutely. Hell yeah! Oh man, that's so good. All right, I'm stoked for that. Cool. Hope you are too, listener. That'll be yep. coming out in a couple weeks. And remember to get your Radio Shack uh, <laughs> gift card. Remember, take everything you can from Radio Shack. <laughs> Go in there. <laughs> just take take the, the shelves off the walls. Take they, the glass they... out of the windows. Yeah. Show them this podcast. Have them like and subscribe, and then t- remind them that it's a free pass. Yeah, everything <laughs> must check. go. Everything. You must can go. also the, the Circuit City. I'm serious. They don't want it. They don't know what to do with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you go on the Radio Shack uh, website and type in <laughs> too many flicks. And if anything pops up, uh, you've gone to the wrong spot. You've gone to the wrong spot. Let's get into our next segment. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know what that little jingle means, that little chim chime. You know what time it is. It's time to get into it with some knowledge in your noggin, nigga. Put that knowledge in your noggin. Yeah, you put some knowledge in that noggin. All right, all right. Who wants to go first? Oh, wait. First, we've got to tell the people the theme. Um, We're doing biopics. 
Um, yeah, we got a couple of biopics in Stream Theory, and we also have one in Trailer vs. Trailer, so why not just do that? Well, we know we've done it before, but I think we picked different questions this time. Fingers Hopefully crossed. this isn't redundant, but um, I don't think it is. But I'll go first. Fuck it. Go it. All right. To make sure the screenplay was not hacked or leaked, Oliver Stone wrote the script on a single computer with no internet connection. Which script was it? Mm. Was it Steve Jobs, Snowden, Vice, or Richard Jewell? <sighs> um, I'm going to go, just because it seems apt, I'm going to go with Snowden. You're correct. That was kind of a throwaway one, but I, I tried to throw away, I tried to throw in a couple other ones like, you could you could kind of see Vice being locked. Vice, down and, even even a little bit Steve Jobs, even a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. of the Jobs, yeah. A little bit of Jobs. I was yeah, good. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, all, all right, right Ben. You ready good. for your first one? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. At the peak of this actor's training for their role, they were able to deadlift 425 pounds for five sets at 10 reps apiece, more Jesus than twice their Christ. weight. They demonstrated this on the day of the shoot, despite everyone suggesting they use dummy weights for the scene instead. Was this actor Tom Hardy in Bronson? Was this actor Bradley Cooper in American Sniper? Was this actor Quentin Aaron in The Blind Side? Or was this actor Robert De Niro in Raging Bull? Was it was it Tom Hardy? It was Bradley Cooper in American Sniper. Oh man, that sounds like some Tom Hardy ass shit. Damn. It okay. does sound like some Tom Hardy ass shit though, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but good on you. I didn't think he looked that swollen. I guess he was a lot swollen underneath all that. Uh, well, and he camo. specifically went out of his way to say that he wanted to get super strong, but not super cut, because the original ah. guy wasn't very cut. Gotcha. That makes total sense. Yeah. He ate something like 6,000 calories a day or something. Mm, mm. Yeah. So he's more like a, he's more like a weightlifter or like, um, like, call it? I guess, I guess you would just call it like professional weightlifter almost. Yeah. I suppose you don't necessarily get cut for that. You just <laughs> make sure you move the big stuff, right? Yeah. It makes, yeah. You just, you just, <laughs> you come in the gym, you start lifting weights, you go fucking home. No cardio, none of that. You trying to get, you trying to <laughs> Win those competitions, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, interesting. That's so dope. All right, cool. Um, good on you, Tom. Uh, not Tom. See, I, I want to say... <laughs> still want to talk. I mean, it's fair. Tom it's Hardy Tom. is a badass. Tom Hardy, here's the thing. Yeah. Bradley Cooper had to train to deadlift 425. I think mm-hmm. it's just uh, presumed that Tom Hardy can lift 425. Yeah. Like, that's sure. where the confusion's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. All right. You ready for your second one? I am. Bring it to me. All right, um, Howard Baldwin and wife Karen Elise Baldwin developed this project after Ray. They commented on how hard it was to get an African American biopic made. Mm. What movie was it? Was it Straight Out of Compton, Forty Two, Get On Up, or Just Mercy? Mm. Excuse me. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Forty Two because it feels like a comfortable enough window between Ray and everything else that like they were like trying to and then that's the thing that they were able to land yeah you got it right man yeah yeah you're killing it i just i felt it in my gut i was like okay what's a reasonable window like i i almost wanted to go with get on up but it seemed like it was just a few years too late i was like there's no way that like artists uh, uh took that big a break or something you know like i'm i don't know i just felt it in me bones nice nice good 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 Okay. All right, uh, Ben, Go for this it. director, originally on the shortlist to direct Spider-Man Homecoming, withdrew their name from consideration to work on this project instead. Was this 
Greg Gillespie, or excuse me, Craig G- Gillespie uh, for I, Tanya, Oliver Stone for Snowden, Michael Gracie for The Greatest Showman, or Theodore Melfi for Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures? It was. Theodore Melfi uh, re- withdrew his name from consideration so that he could focus on uh, locking down Hidden Figures. Yeah, I think I, I may have heard that somewhere. I just, I just like subconsciously, I was like, that feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you've heard that. Oh, wait, that's interesting. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's why we do this thing. Trivia. You learn something new every day, y'all. Exactly. Right. Ready for your last one? Always. I'm raring. Give it to me. The tree where Solomon sees several men being lynched was actually used for lynching and is surrounded by the graves of murdered slaves. What movie is this in? Oh, dear God. All right. Yep. Amistad, Birth of a Nation, the the new one, um, mm-hmm. 12 Years a Slave, and Free State of Jones. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, I'm going to go with uh, purely because I, I think I remember this scene being in there. Uh, is it 12 Years a Slave? You are correct, sir. Yeah. Three. Good on you. Good There's on you. There's that. I just will never get that harrowing image out of my out of my mind. Um, mm-hmm. Oof, that was a tough one to end on for you. I'm sorry. No, no, that's all good. I appreciated it. Uh, on a on a slightly uh, more more uh, fun note, Ben, are you are you ready for your final one? You know it, boss. What I got? All right. Days before this biopic premiered, the company Ancestry confirmed that the lead character and the actor cast to portray them were actually sixth cousins. Was this Tom Hanks and Fred Rogers for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? Was this Jessica Chastain and Molly Bloom for Molly's Game? Was this Joseph Gordon-Lovett and Edward Snowden for Snowden? Or was this Selma Hayek and Frida Kahlo for Frida. Jessica Chastain. It's actually Tom Hanks and Fred Rogers. Mm. Wouldn't you know it? Tom Hanks is just like six times removed from the old wow. sweater wearing benevolent shit. DM. Sense. They look alike anyway, so of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got the same blood. They got the same blood. It all makes sense. It makes sense. All right, cool. That- uh, that was that was that was a good round. I like that was that a one. good round. There was like some like you know emotional roller coaster. There was mm-hmm. like you know a little bit of a little bit of important but painful information, and just like Hell some yeah. fun silly stuff. Oh yeah, it was yeah. I loved it. Great. This is why we do it, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we are done with trivia um, this week, and can't wait for next week. Thank you. Let's go ahead and, and close close this thing out. Woo, holly, Jesus, we. T- we did it. That was 80 episodes, baby. In the That's books. 80 episodes, and it don't feel like no more than 69. What? Just don't. We're close to 100. Some time this year, we'll hit 100, I think. I think. I think. At some point. Like, uh, t- technically, technically, uh, we've probably got like 100-something stuff banked. It's just... We don't number everything. True. Uh, the stream theories, they like... They count. Whatever. We're going to hit 100 this year, motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> of, of too many flicks proper. Ah, we got so much stuff coming down the pipe. But right now, um, we're going to get working on that. And we'll let you know about that soon. But right now, um, we're, we're going to just Some quick close. plugs? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, do you just want to do some quick plugs to close oh, yeah, this let's out? Oh, yeah. Let's do some quick plugs. Let's go too, too many fucking dice. It's actually just too many dice. Not there's no fucking in that. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, uh, our sound engineer, friend, and sometimes co-host Matt Frost is working on that. He will be the DM slash GM 
Um, uh, these, uh, too many flicks. The story is called Astronautica. Um, and I can't wait to show it to you guys. It's going to be so much fun. We're, uh, building it now. Um, and we haven't even really even started a, a session yet. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun, but we should probably expect it maybe next month or in March. Um, so that's going to be f oh, in these to... early months for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We just sure. finished assembling our team. It's mm -hmm. really exciting. Absolutely. Uh, and we're looking forward to having other guest players come on as well. So uh, stay tuned Please. with that. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll do like some sort of raffle, get you all in the go because the game system we're using is really simple, really easy. You Very can pick easy, it up yeah. pretty quickly, uh, and it's going to make for some interesting storytelling. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. The learning curve is is pretty pretty like small it's like not steep at all it's just you yeah you, you get in there you, you kind of know what to do you got some d6s and, and you, you kind of go from there it's very much more story based than anything mm -hmm. how about you ben do you have anything solo that you got coming up where can people find you uh, talk to you engage with you and hire you if they need to and also what do you think is the most underrated piece of clothing all right thank you well, okay cool all right uh, hi, my name is Ben Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Bubba. No, three Bs and the Jets. Bubba Benny and the Jets. Oh, that's hard. I don't know why. I mean, change that. Whatever. I think it's cute. Give it. Give it some time. Thank you know, you. like you got time. You got time. Hey, hey, listener, smash that like button, subscribe, but also tell us in the comments. Like, do you like Ben's handle? Uh, I think it's cute. When I look at it, I'm like, I like it. Thank. Uh, also, I'm on Instagram at benvolio91, um, and you can find me, if you want to hire a brother, uh, on my website at benjamintimothyjenkins.com. That's benjamintimothyjenkins.com. Um, and I think an underrated piece of clothing is probably the tank top. I like the tank top, man. Mm. Um, unless it's like sure, hot sure. outside, it can be, nah. But like, I like kind of keeping things together. And um, it's kind of cozy. I like it on my skin. I like, I like, I like myself a tank top. Love it. All right. Uh, all right. Well, Ian, why don't you tell the people who you are, where to get in contact with you, um, and also what's an overrated piece of clothing? Mm. Hey, friends. My name is Ian Gabriel Gonzalez Muntiner. You can find me on Facebook as Ian Muntiner. You can find me on Instagram as SockNinja888. Or you can find me on Twitter as SirYikesALot at BabyGotNack. Um. Want to do a quick shout out to uh, Wicked Radio, I think is uh, our working title right now. We have another narrative podcast that's coming out where we collaborate with a bunch of other cool uh, Chicago and create other creatives abroad. Um, outside of that and Astronautica, we, yeah, we've got a few other things in the oven. But to get down to brass tacks, the stuff that you really came here for, dear listener, uh, the most un overrated piece of clothing in my mind, hmm, this is a little bit tough, but, oh, okay, yeah, um, I'm gonna say the, uh, Canadian goose jackets, uh, mm, nice. Yeah, and I'm gonna say that because they are indeed quality, but also they are severely overpriced due to the branding. I was gonna say something like bras, but that does not personally affect me. However, I am sure that there are many people across the board who would echo that sentiment. Um, <laughs> because they're like, again, they don't directly affect me, but from what I understand, they're actually not great for your back and all that stuff. Um, and as someone with back troubles, that speaks to me. Uh, <laughs> but I am going to say the Canadian Goose Jackets because they are just, for the most part, a brand name. Quality quality stuff, but you can buy equal quality for uh, a fraction 
of the price uh, if you know where to look and and you just look they're just a little too puffy you know they're kind of ugly too they have this big fucking emblem it's like you're just walking around like merchandise it's fucking weird it's like you do look like you're part of like you do look like you're part of like the fucking uh world health organization or something with that patch (laughs) on your shoulder fuck no no thank you i don't see the appeal it's only because it's expensive as fuck so the elites try to wear it and it's like i'm okay actually um Mm -hmm. okay well with that being said we're gonna close her on out Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Um, I know you're like, Ben, you, you gave us a lot of fucking information. We got a new president and shit. I just kind of want to sit back and chill and drink some coffee and, and just relax and kick my feet up and look outside when it's snowing and, and keep. And I want to wear my fucking Canadian goose jacket. Uh, leave me alone. I don't have time to, for all this news and stuff like that. I, how am I going to get it without me able being able to actually get it? I, I, what can I do when I drink this coffee and look outside uh, without even have to turn anything on? Oh, well, you can turn on your podcast uh you could put it on your phone or an apple podcast or spotify or anchor and you could pop it on your tv if you have to you could just youtube it or something along those lines um and hey we're there we'll let you know what to watch we'll let you know what trailers are hot what trailers you should look out for we, we got you this is what we do this is we're 80 episodes in if you don't know that by now i don't know what to tell you <laughs> because we're too many flicks and we watch all the flicks so that you don't have to